Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and I got Mike here with me. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. And I got Dom. Howdy. And uh, in this week's episode, episode 75, me and Dom debate Overwatch stuff, which is fun for no one besides people who like Overwatch. Brendan and Dom got into legit fisticuffs about 20 minutes in, so if you want to just skip in like 20 minutes... It, that's where the fucking gold happens. Mike, don't be telling people to skip through. They can get there. Let, let them get there. Skip let, in like let, 20 minutes. Let them build and up then to it. listen for the next half hour, and then you can just turn it off. Yeah, I mean, you could probably turn it off now. <laughs> that's your fix. But uh, <clears throat> thanks, Mike, for that selling this episode yep. re- really short. Um, we also talk about Fortnite, PUBG, a few other things, and, of course, um, our thoughts on the first year of the Switch since it's the anniversary of the Switch on the day of recording. Not the day that you listen to this. So when you listen to this, Switch is already over a year old. Yep, happy birthday, Switch. Yeah. You fucked up, listeners. Yep, you really did. You should have been here. You should have just been sitting at the dining room table with us. in, in the, Should have uh, had a birthday cake out. In the warm room. With warm like room. a little candle. Mm-hmm. Saying happy birthday to the Switch, but well, like in my, Japanese. Well, why would we have a birthday cake when we could just get some delicious cookies from our this episode's sponsor? What a segue. That's what I'm known for. I'm known for my segues. Um, this week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7-Eleven, head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious treat. And if you're unaware of what or who Goodnight Fatty is, you can check them out on Instagram or Facebook at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these delicious treats. And I'll let them know that Pass Controller sent you down. And a little... A little housekeeping here for all you fans and listeners out there. We have recently changed a few things that have to do with how you navigate to us on the interwebs. Our website is now passthecontroller.io. We are a .io now. We are an input-output company, Mike. It's .com. It's .io. Do not go to .com. It is passthecontroller.io. Don't say it again. It's .io. Passthecontroller.io. And on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, we are Pass Controller. So nice, smooth, crisp, clean navigating to get to us. Not to be confused with Ass Controller. Yeah, Completely we're, different. we're not Ass Controller. That's that's Mike's. I, I mean, maybe that's that's Mike. Right that's Mike's uh, side project. Um, so make sure to check us out on all of our social media, our Twitch channel, which we stream, you know, a few times a week. And, uh, yeah, enjoy this week's episode. Episode 75. Somebody initiated a challenge. If, if like, the, the, the dude that plays M'Baku was like, I, I challenge you. <laughs> I challenge you to memorize my lines and then yeah. say them in front of the camera. Then that's a challenge. That's a challenge. I, I don't know why you're arguing with me. You're the one that pulled this up. I think it's dumb regardless. Yes, I think it's dumb. I just said, did you guys see that this is yeah, the thing? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. We're all in agreement. Then you came in here trying to play devil's advocate, I think. I, I don't know. I was just trying to dive deeper into something silly. More like devil's idiot. I'm fine with that, too. Anyways. We're all, we're all surviving the storm out here? Yeah. Mike, did you get any water in your house? You're no. At all? But my tree fell down. Into your house? Not into my house, but into the backyard. The tree that's in your backyard fell? Mm-hmm. Did it break anything? I don't think so. I didn't really I didn't really investigate. I just what kind of... to your tree house? I know, I'm really bummed about the treehouse. You had a treehouse? No, but, you know, it was in the cards, maybe, in the future. I mean, Mike, it's always in the heart of the cards. 
Speaking of which, I should go see the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. Yeah, so the tree fell down. It looks like it missed the shed, and I think that's the only breakable thing in the backyard. Did it break a fence? No, because the, the tree... T- the, the tree stayed contained in your yard? Yeah, hold on, hold on a second. I'll just pull up a picture. No, you had a big-ass fucking yard. Did it break... Your heart? In half? Yeah. It, like, didn't rip out of the ground. It didn't rip out of the ground, but, like, the tree... It's it two snap? main branches, and it's, like, the one big branch snapped and fell down. All right, the branch snapped, not the tree. Hold on. I don't know. One of these is a picture. What about you? Did you get water? You're on a hill, so you should have been... I'm at the top of a hill, yeah. Yeah. There you are next to the coast. Uh, So basically, for those of you listening that aren't from here... Oh, wow, Jesus Christ, show that dumb. Uh, We're in... uh, We were based in Massachusetts, and we just went through... Was it a nor'easter? Is that what it was typically? It was a a bombo-genesis. Again? Yeah. Well, we just had one. Yes. It was exactly (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it was just snow on the last one. Okay. I thought it was a nor'easter. I mean, it is a nor'easter. Is a bombo-genesis a new thing? Because I've never heard anything called a bombo-genesis. So nor'easter means that the wind is blowing... Northeast. Northeast, I believe. So that it would get hit by the coast and then come back. I yeah. think that's why what makes Nor'easters bad for us is because they hit the coast and then and come, come back. back. Okay. Bombogenesis has something to do with the, the air pressure. Interesting. I just feel like that's a term I've never heard before, but I've always heard people, yo, there's a Nor'easter this weekend, kid. Yeah, it's because yeah, they people do don't understand that. the term Nor'easter. What do you mean, kid? They, they say that, too. We don't we don't know much about meteorology. I'm here. just trying to extrapolate the word nor'easter. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the the kid thing was um, that we were giggling about. But regardless, yeah, I mean, I got lucky too. I don't even know how I didn't lose power because last night when I was playing Xbox, every time I looked outside, I'm not even joking. It was probably like a three or four, uh, like foot difference between the power lines going up and down like at least like three feet like just up and down up and down when i left in the morning for work there was a a part of the tree at the top of my street that was uh down in the street and it was so close to being on top of my car when i went out there so the fire coming out of the ground and what no uh a electrical pole fell down and struck a gas line and the gas line caught on fire underneath the ground so it was like literally spitting out fire out of the ground Jesus I mean downtown Salem right now is like still pretty flooded um like the the sea level had, had come over the wall over right down here by like the end of my street um and I'm pretty sure that the the uh what's it called Derby Wharf also flooded, or at least reached the the top of where the dock or whatever. It's not really a dock. It's like it's like land that just juts out. Yeah. But boats can dock there. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when, at least when I say the word dock, I picture like a wooden structure. This is not a wooden structure. It's a part of the land that continues to go out, but it is like a thin strip. You know what the lighthouse is? When I say is the word dock, t- I picture Christopher Lloyd in a lab coat. With his hands, with his hair all out, and mm-hmm. he's running down. He's thinking about that dog. Yeah, no. That was good. That was it was, good. Yeah, it was pretty it. good. At first, I was like, where's he going with this? And then I quickly got it. I said Christopher Lloyd to start. So, yeah. like, everyone well, Did you get it off the rip? I didn't. I was like, what was his character's name in Taxi? 
But anyways, so I'm glad we all survived. Uh, I don't remember. I'm glad I never lost power because I, I enjoyed a lot of video video games last night. Uh, still can't get a win in Fortnite, though. Still just not a thing. Have you, since we started playing again, got a win in Fortnite? Uh, no. I got a few second places. Uh, yeah, so I feel like we've got a few second places in different groups, and I don't know if I got a second place solo. I bet I've made top five Oh, we solo. got a second place in squads, too. Yeah, right? multiple times. Um, but it, it's interesting... Now that we're kind of a little bit, bit back on the <laughs> Fortnite bandwagon here, why? I mean, we both dropped the 10 bucks to get the battle pass so we could get a little bit deeper into uh, what Fortnite have to, Battle Royale has to offer. And I mean, I still, from time to time, depending on who's on, like if Todd's on, I might hop on PUBG for a couple matches. And now that Eric has an Xbox and PUBG, I'll be hopping on with him quite often, but... I mean, you typically don't... You have PUBG, but you have like no interest in going back to it. I, there's just... We're playing something else, generally, when... Yeah. Like, I'm already on something else when somebody asked me to play PUBG, so... Yeah. So, but I mean, I feel like when I text you, I'm like, are we getting some looties? Are we getting, are we getting some fucking duo wins? If we're getting... You're, you're asking me if I'm getting looties during a period of time where the loot boxes are specific to an event so like if if I'm constrained for time like now I have everything from the event so like I don't need did you buy loot boxes either uh, I might have bought in two dollars worth this is like literally the worst drop rate for event loot boxes in Overwatch that I've ever experienced where I've only now just just last the whatever the last time we played so like maybe two nights ago this is the first skin from the event that I got I mean, I've gotten plenty of voice lines and other, other you know, garbage shit. But, I like, literally, as far as skins are concerned, I've gotten one, and it was Mercy's. So at least it's a character I use. But, like, my coins are tight, so I can really only purchase one more skin. And I, I, I'm honestly, like, thinking about it, and I just might not even purchase any. Me and I might just hoard it to the next event. Me and Mike started right off the bat with the event, and I think all, both of us started with two legendary... Yeah, and Todd has a bunch of skins, too. And I, like, I, I played a decent amount of this event. I didn't play I a lot mean, of I mean, you definitely didn't play as much as me and Mike did this, this we event. Did, we did play a lot. I've probably at least unlocked, because I haven't bought any loot boxes this time around, I've at least unlocked about 30 loot boxes. And I've yet to get a skin, besides the other night getting Mercy. I mean, You I, might have just been on a good run before the event I've I've heard that the legendary drop rate has like a cooldown timer almost so like it your percentage increases every time you open a loot box so that like when you get to a certain point you'll like almost guaranteed so it like goes up by percentages as you open the loot box so that you won't go forever without getting a legendary yeah. and then when I get a legendary it resets uh, I think when you get a legendary, if you're depending on how high your percentage was built up, I think it like has a like arc off. So like if you have just gotten a legendary, I think you still have a good chance the f- the next few loot boxes before it like resets. Well, I still haven't gotten much, and I've gotten at least a few more loot boxes since then. So I don't know. I, I'm just kind of this is the the worst I've ever received skins from an event and I'm just over this event at this point it's it's just not I mean the skins th- this has probably been one of the worst skins in my opinion for an event overall I don't know 
I don't think they're anything amazing compared to other events. I don't think they're that great. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't really care about like the the four main ones. What are the four main ones? Um, whoever, what are they? The uh, shit, I forget what they're called. Just what characters are they? Zarya, Genji, Farah, Mercy. Yeah, I, I mean, Mer- I got Mercy skin. It's not like it's not that great. Farah's isn't that great. I want Farah's because I use Farah. I want Mercy's because I use Mercy. But I mean, the skins aren't really that fantastic. The gun is cool on Farah's. It's like literally a dragon. A dragon, yeah. I don't know. There, there's been better events. I'm not that wild by it. Capture the flag is fun. We talked about that already in a previous episode. But I mean, I'm just at this point with how little skins I've received, and I only have about enough coins to buy one skin. I'm probably just not gonna purchase a skin and hold off to the next uprising event. That's fair. And then hopefully just get a skin that would be better worth my coins. Um. Because I still don't really get a lot of duplicates, so my coin, like, my coin accrual is still low. Like, I just got 3,000, and that's, you know, probably been hoarding coins since the last Halloween event. Like, that's how infrequently I get coins or duplicates in loot boxes. Yeah, I get duplicates every loot box. Yeah, but even if you do, it's, what, five... I mean, I I don't I, I don't do know. not I've, get a lot. I have of at least coins. ten thousand coins. Yeah, see, I don't I don't. My drop rate is very different from all yours. Todd always gets so many skins. Um, I usually have to like really scrounge and end up buying some loot boxes, which is unfortunate. But spend that a cold hard cash. But my also my straight out of your PayPal. <laughs> my opinion on on loot on event loot boxes has changed over time because after we passed the one year mark where we were still unsure of exactly how when summer games so basically for those listening don't play Overwatch there's timed limited timed events that come to Overwatch every so often that will usually bring new game modes um, and then a bunch of in-game content you can unlock that's exclusive to that time period it's usually about a month long so it's an extra incentive to revisit the game it's an extra incentive to you know play certain modes so you can get extra loot boxes um, and you know you get rewarded with cool skins, emotes, you know, sprays, voice lines, stuff like that. But prior to the game hitting its one-year mark, when we're getting to the point where, you know, we're now encroaching on the second time an event was going to come around of the same nature, because each event is different. So there's a summer games event that's usually around, you know, the Summer. summer. Then there's a Halloween event that's around Halloween, a holiday event around Christmas, uh, Lunar New Year event around the Chinese New Year, and then there's a lore event. I'm assuming is coming back, which was mm-hmm. Uprising last year, which will probably be next month. Um, and then the month after that will be the anniversary event, which is the launch of the game. So we weren't really sure what was going to happen with loot from previous events that were coming into a new event. You remember we had this conversation. Uh, I believe we had the conversation. Well, just it, it may may or may not have been on a podcast, but we definitely had the conversation in person where it was like, how are they going to handle stuff from pr- the previous event and stuff for the new event? Is the previous stuff not coming back? You know what I mean? Yeah. So now that I know it comes back at a discounted price, if you like, if you don't unlock something from this event, so this current Lunar New Year, if you don't unlock something from the event, if you play. Next year, in the Lunar New Year, 
the stuff from previous events is at a much more attainable coin price in game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a skin that costs three thousand then gets dropped to one thousand or lower, five hundred. No, it's 1,000. Uh, probably 1,000, because during the event, the first time around, they cost, like, three times as much. So when they come back, they're probably right yeah. in price. So, I mean, it's unless it's a skin that I love, I'm now a lot less inclined to be like, eh, I'll just get it next time. You know what I mean? So my mindset on event loot boxes it has changed a lot. Obviously, I want to unlock as much as I can, because I want to stun on those hoes. Mm. But at the same time... You know, I'm not really sold on these skins. I haven't really got a lot. It's taken me a while to get my coinage back up. And, yeah. Actually, you know what? Now I think I might be lying. I definitely spent, like, 3000 on something from the last event. Maybe there was a good emote that I wanted that was 3000 Did someone have a 3000 coin emote last skin? Orissa? I definitely didn't spend it on Orissa's. Um, someone else, I think, had an expensive one recently. I'm trying to think. Genji? What? Last year, I mean, last one was the holiday one. Got <laughs> um, Zarya would have had her opening. Day I unlocked that one somehow. I think that, that was one this time. Yeah, one thousands. I don't know. I can't remember. It's kind of irrelevant. But basically, my mindset has kind of changed. I've been a little burnt out by this event. I didn't really get anything that I was hoping to get. So, um, but what is making me want to jump back into Overwatch soon is we got to play our fucking placement matches for the next competitive season. Was it on season nine now? Yep. Time's a flying. Um, Todd, against my advice, played his placements without us. Mm-hmm. I told him not to. Um, Where did he rank? Uh, he texted us today, like 19 nine, something. Yeah, 19 something. Oh, okay. He went six and four, placed at 19. I don't know. I, I think placements are oh, yeah, I crucial. Did, I actually did see that. Your placements are crucial. I would, I would want to play those with a with a full, at, le- at least a set of four people. That way you can't really, if you get placed with two, you know, bad people, you can hopefully sway the match in your favor or at least play well enough in the match that it positively affects your your SR placement and not, you know, completely going downhill with that. I don't know if the point system, I know that when you're playing by yourself in competitive, you're more likely to get better like point increases on wins. I don't know yeah, if it it's works. harder to win. I don't know if it works the same way in placement. No, matches. placement matches are all over the place. They kind of tweak them every time. I don't really think they've ever like fully laid out how it works, but it definitely takes into, into account multiple factors. Your previous SR, your win loss on the placement matches. I mean, how you stack up against other people using the same heroes, does it still do that? It must still do that. Because there's definitely times uh, where we lose a match and I lose very little SR if I'm playing very well. I forget. There was... They made a change fairly recently, right? Yeah, where I, like, but I feel like some of the changes they've made recently only affect, like, top-tier top people. Tier. So yeah. what I'm saying is, what do they change so you can figure out what they're taking into account? Because I remember it was something like that. Like, it, it was about the win-loss. Like, if... As I long think, as you I think, win, I, well, I think, I think previously your win loss in in placement matches mattered a lot less. Like I feel like I think Jeff Kaplan came out and said that winning and losing didn't necessarily matter as it didn't wasn't weighed as heavily. But they've changed that. But I think that change was more towards high tier players, mm. where a win matters more and a loss matters more. Um, but I mean, outside outside of that stuff, we we do have some Overwatch news. We get new hero joining the roster. 
Brigitte. 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 Oh, I apologize. Um, Torbjorn's daughter. So adding a bunch, of <clears throat> adding a lot more lore into into the uh, Overwatch story, bringing in more people who are tied to a bunch of characters because she's obviously related to Torbjorn. You know, has a history with Reinhardt. It's Reinhardt Squire. I think is is Reinhardt also her godfather. Yes. Uh, according to the new thing that they announced or that they released, I guess. So what are our thoughts on the hero? Because the hero clearly like brings a lot of things that you know seem like they're going to be useful for building team comps. She's basically not just a she, she's a support hero, but she kind of treads the line of being a support tank. Yeah, that video that we watched was in put it an interesting way. She's not great at any one thing. She's good at a lot of things. She's okay at a lot of things. Which is fine cuz that that makes her a useful that would a, make her a useful a, sixth, sixth character. It would where make her not. It, it would make her where you're a not good second support character. Yes, a secondary support character. Yeah. Yes. So you're, she's not your. She's, the, she's not your primary. She, she is like a Lucio, where Lucio shouldn't be your only. Lucio shouldn't be your main source of healing. Correct. She yeah. shouldn't be your main source of healing. She should be, yeah. you know, applying health well, when she can, but also buffing you because she can buff your. Makes her stronger too. She's a support character in like if she overheals the, the you, actual the overheal the becomes shield. I mean, no, I know that. Arrow, yeah, so uh, armor. this this becomes what are I think we've had this conversation before. She's a support hero. We 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 as a group also need to get away from saying healer because it's a support class. Like she is a support hero. Yeah, I mean the only like she can give you armor. She can heal you. Yeah, she has a shield that she can. Used to maybe help Mercy res somebody quickly. The, yeah, her shield ability is more so just for herself. They they mentioned that if she's right in front. Yeah. So if yeah. Mercy's picking somebody up, you might it, be able to get. Yeah. A, a so in in a pinch, yeah. she can she can be like a I'm gonna basically take yeah. these bullets, probably die, but you can perform your task. Yeah. Um, so she's probably good for like maybe McCree popping his ult or something. Like she's good for yeah. being a wall for a, for a split second. Exactly. Yeah. Um, her ultimate. Gives people speed. Oh no! No, it just gives her speed speed boost. Uh, It gives everybody else uh, damage increase, right? Damage increase. I'm pretty sure. I think they all get armor too. Uh, They might get. She so she has rally and um, inspire. Inspire. Um, (coughs) And armor pack doesn't she have armor pack? Yeah, armor pack is a targeted move. I think like a Zenyatta orb where she can. It kind of like soft locks onto a teammate. Oh, it heals, and if you're already at 100, it, it overheals. Yeah, yeah, it goes to shield. Uh, I, mean, I think she's definitely no, it useful. goes to armor. armor. Yes, okay. Well, it, go, it goes to, it just gives her, it gives you a, there's a max ceiling for each character, Correct. but it does allow them to go over. Yeah. Um, which I think her ult also does that, allows them to go over their. Because armor, pack, I think her ult is shield. Armor pack will deteriorate over time. So if you give it to someone and they get a buff over their normal health yes, bar, it, goes back. it will deteriorate over time. I don't think that happens if you get a, the buff from her ultimate. But again, all these things can get tweaked and will get tweaked, like we just saw, yeah. until she comes out of the PTR. She's only so for those of you who aren't super familiar with Overwatch. Whenever they add a new character or they make a big change to a character, there's a the public test public test range, PTR. Oh. Public test region. region. P- public test region. The PTR, which is only on the PC version of Overwatch, which is basically where they put these changes or new characters into first to kind of see how they play 
with the community and see if they need to make more tweaks before it comes out. Because the big thing that, you know, the Overwatch team really tries to, to hone the reins on is they don't want some big change to come in and, like, really break or disrupt the competitive meta. Because that is, like, you know, they have such a great competitive community and, you know, the Overwatch League and all these other things that if they put something in that breaks it right away or, or changes it drastically, that would have a huge negative, you know, effect on pretty much everyone that plays Overwatch in a competitive fashion or cares about playing competitive or their SR because if they add something that is like a super big buff or, or whatever, something that's super cheesy, can pull off easy wins or is like super unbalanced, every team is going to try to pull that off and can you know, it, it would just it would break the game in a negative way. So they usually put these things into the PTR so they can see how it works out. Um, it's interesting why season one they let you pick six of the same characters because they didn't know. I mean, they just didn't times. know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they, there would be many times where I feel like we'd go into a match in season one and there'd be like multiple Torbjorns or multiple Bastions and it would just be a fucking bonkers. Or, or Junkrat City. Junkrat City. I don't remember if it was Junkrat City. I don't remember Junkrat City. It was a lot of Torbs and Bastions, just because they would be. I, I they remember, would be so annoying. I remember watching videos of like people unleashing six tires in a row. Yeah, yeah well, I, mean, that, I believe that's, it happened, that's a thing too. But it would just it would just get bonkers when there was like more than one hero in competitive. Yeah. Only because I mean the, the game gets broken at that point. Yeah. I mean, when you're Junkrat, you can literally just spam yeah. bombs. So if oh. you're six just lined up, it's. Chaos. It was. It it's Winston was, just hopping around. Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. Uh, to, to go back. Literally to your, just saying hi there. Not even attacking. <laughs> to go back to your point though, that you, so we have to get off of saying like we need a healer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really think that the only like dedicated healer is Mercy, where the rest of them are much more on the secondary healing. Healing is their secondary option, <laughs> or yes. it's 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 a main component of their character. I guess Sans Symmetra, but. They also can do other things really well. Where Mercy is like, I feel like Symmetra needs. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I just I feel like she needs part of that shield ability she used to have. Uh, yeah. Like wait, wait, I forget what could she do. She used to be able to There's give shield. Remember before? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just target someone, press like the bumper or whatever, yeah. yes. or whatever, and it, and it was like it had like a quick cool, like a quick. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like. It was instant. They gave him like twenty five or seventy five percent. Twenty five percent of that. I just feel like shield. right now she's like not. The problem with that she's is she's like not a team component. Think, you know what I mean? Think about that though. Let's let's say they brought that back in. You could potentially build a team comp then that would be like Torbjorn giving shield, her giving shield, uh, Brigitta giving shield, and there's I feel like there's one person that can give you a shield. Um. I mean, they did kind of keep that component by changing her alt to allow you to do that. Which, her, yeah. when, when when that alt, when Symmetra's alt is placed in the right fashion and everyone gets shield, that's like, that's almost kind of too powerful. It makes it very hard for people to, like, you have to be very coordinated to either take that Except out. Except that it's an ultimate, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but, it's, it, but it doesn't deteriorate. It, it stays there until you break it. Yeah. That's but then she, and then she has to start from zero and build it back up. You but know, you what know I mean? it's not hard to build that back up. You and I are very good at Symmetra. I know, but she's not. She's not like a team. She doesn't have a team aspect until she has that <clears throat> ultimate. You know what I mean? Like she she can slow a team down. Yeah. But I feel like otherwise, like she's not. You don't really have. You can she, use her shields, but like her. her 
when you say she doesn't really team aspect, you mean like she can't really support her other heroes? Is that what you mean? Because I feel like yes. I feel like the way that she a good Symmetra should be supporting I feel like, her team. I feel like right now with, it, when she doesn't have her ult is with. Like holding chokes because she can put up turrets. This is what, so she's a good offensive team help. This is and what her I was. Alt is a good defensive team help. This is what I was just gonna say. Her turrets are actually a good defensive team help because defense. The class is built to keep a. To keep the enemy out of a certain area. Yeah. I feel like as she stands right now, she's less of a support hero and more of a defense hero. Which you know what I mean. I'm kind of fine with because. And I'm fine with that too. It's just that I feel like. <laughs> She's only I support like because of her her ultimate right now. Because but her, <clears throat> but her ult, I mean, her ult is, I mean, used correctly, one of the hardest ults to combat. Yeah, it stays up. I mean, it stays up. Her teleport doesn't, but I mean, it stays up. She, it's, it stays up until it's used up. You know what I mean? Like or broken. Yeah. Where is there any other character in the game that has a ultimate that stays up? No. Like like past a past a time period, I guess. No, because I mean, you look at anyone else that gives you a buff. Like her ultimate gives you shield buff. Lucio's sound barrier gives you a timed deteriorating health. Mm-hmm. Is it health or is it shield? It's shield. I think it's shield. Um. So I mean, her ult is very different, and I feel like a lot of times, like if it's a well placed shield generator, it's shield barrier. Oh, it's Sound Barrier. Sound Barrier, yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. I yeah. kept picturing in my head it said Shield Barrier. Oh. And I was like, well, how, why were any of us like even hesitating oh, yeah. that it was Shield? But it's Sound um, Barrier. But I feel like a well-placed Symmetra Shield Generator, actually, even with a teleporter too, if it's difficult for us to get to it, when it's a Shield Generator, I feel like it's even harder to get to just because everyone that you're already trying to kill is harder to kill at that moment. I feel like most of the time we have to waste an ult to break it. A lot of times. Like, I'll, you know, a Junkrat tire. You have to coordinate. You have to coordinate. It's difficult. It, it, it is a very good... That's a team move there. You know what I mean? I guess my, that, I guess my necessarily... only point is that she's she's not really a support hero. And well, to no, have I, her still would, in the support class is no, confusing for I would people. I would put her... No, because I think, I think what the support class is based off of right now and what when they keep adding heroes to it because they've added three support characters i think that they are adding like i and i kind of like that this is the way they've done it is they've added hybrid supports now obviously symmetra was in the game to start but she's like a hybrid support she's like a defensive support if you're going to put her in a defense class so where as she stood she was not though when she got added to the game, she could give you shield. That's what I mean. Is when they made that change. And no, Symmetra was always in the game. Yeah, he's saying before yes, they but, changed her, but her move. Yeah, but her move could originally give everybody on the team shield. Yeah, now it's only her. She role. was a support character. She could give everyone on the team. Yeah, shield. I still. You I know what I mean? Like once they made support. her ultimate is only for support. Her ultimate's not for defense. Her ultimate gives your whole team shield if you're in that range. I know. Her I'm, ultimate I'm actually for, trying to think of another. Character whose like ultimate like isn't part the of their same. class. Yeah, yeah no, it, but there is. There's definitely other ones that their ultimate differentiates from what their class is. I don't think so. Yeah. Mm, I wouldn't say so. Let's see. I would say like her ultimate is Orissa. Orissa is everyone else in the tank class. I think is crowd control except for hers. But at the same time, yeah, hers is a support ultimate. Yeah, she power boosts everybody on the team. Okay. 
I would still consider Orisa a tank. I wouldn't she put is. her in a support class. She is, because all of her moves are tank moves, except her ultimate. So where Symmetra, Symmetra all, her all of her moves are defense moves except her ultimate. That's Symmetra that's what I mean. She's not a defense hero. But, but she's she's, she's set up as a defense hero. I would I would she, very she wasn't aggressively disagree with you. She wasn't when she came into the game. I will I like when she came into the game she was absolutely a support hero. So the one change is that they gave her got rid of the ability for her to support other heroes. Her ultimate is to support. Her ultimate is only... And Arissa's ultimate is to support other heroes. You can't use just her ultimate as the argument. It's very clear that Arissa is a tank hero. Yes. Because Arissa's goal is to absorb damage, be a, be a shield... Yes. ...and lay down some fire, because everyone has an attack. Yep. Okay. A defense hero, Symmetra is not out there. What's a defense hero do? Plays defense. No. What it, What is the defense category? You tell me what the defense category is. It was set up so that it could keep the opponent from getting into a particular area. May has her ice wall. Junkrat has his traps in his mines. Torbjorn has his turret. It's it's literally so that a team has like a harder time getting into a particular area. Okay. Now, what does so, Symmetra have? Okay, so then, again... Brigitte, mm-hmm. what? Why is she a support hero and not a tank? She's a hybrid. Okay. She's a support because she can apply uh, healing. She can apply shield. She can apply damage buff. I don't know if she does. I think damage buff might only come into play so, during. So her Symmetra ult. can okay. can shoot a shield that would shield physically your team. How is that not a support mechanic? Reinhardt has a shield. Orisa has a shield. Okay. May Ice Wall is also used as a shield a lot of times. You're hurting your argument. No, I'm not. Because Reinhardt and May aren't in the same class. No. Reinhardt is, is in a tank. Who's built around a shield. Yes. Okay. And so, Orisa is built around her shield. Okay. Okay. And May's Ice Wall is often uses a shield to block an ult or to block people from coming in. Okay. So those aren't the same class. Okay. So what makes their shield different there when I said that she Symmetra is applying a shield to her team okay. physically? Okay, so cancel the shield out then because all the classes have shields. There's no attack character that has a shield. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying that if, if you're saying that her shield is a support ability... I, then the, the, then point, the point I'm also has this. a shield. I don't understand why you're trying shield. to say that Symmetra is a defense. I'm just saying that she, as she's built as it stands, she's more of a de- defense hero. She's she's crowd control. She keeps people in certain areas. She puts up her turrets so that people have to go through a certain area before they can get through this other archway. She she's built to to defend a certain area. So that the team has to do something different to get into that area. Okay. And she's also built that her ultimate, which is the goal of Symmetra, is to keep your ultimate up, is for supporting your, your team. And Orissa's ultimate is to support the team. No. Because, it, it, yes, it applies a buff for a small amount of time. Symmetra, if you get, put her ult up, it doesn't go down. It is meant to keep your team alive. All right. You're right. 
No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just... I'm just... I'm literally telling you my thoughts, and you're just, like, literally shooting them down as, like, everything I'm saying is just wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying that you're trying to strip away the fact that you're you're just trying to say that Symmetra's not a support hero, and I would... I'm saying that when they made the changes, she went from, like, being a support hero to being less of a support hero, more of a defense hero. I think they if, made. If, I think they made her more of a support that's hero. That's just that is wrong. Her ultimate before was only a teleporter, and she could apply shields to okay, everybody so that, as well. So instead of applying shields, she now can shoot a better, more effective physical shield on a quicker cooldown anywhere. Okay. Okay. That's so, not a support so, so ability. They, so they changed them. How is it not support? Applying, because we already said that May has a shield and Reinhardt has a shield. But I would argue that that's a support mechanic to shield your team. Okay, so Reinhardt is a support su- character. No, I'm not. Because he's not, built around I'm not shield. making that a point. It's I'm, a support mechanic. I'm not. I'm saying that if you're going to break down what does a support character do, yeah. they, they, support, they the support the team. So yes. a shield would be supporting the team. Okay, so Reinhardt is a support character. I would, we got it. it. Perfect. It's the same argument you're making with, with her being a defense character. You're saying that her turrets make her a defense character. Because because she doesn't have any other support ability right now. Her ultimate's not an ability? I'm confused. It is. Arissa's okay. ultimate is also a support ability. Uh, it, it, it literally doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. This conversation's We're, not going anywhere. It doesn't. I'm, I'm saying that when she was introduced, she had the ability to support the team by... By giving everyone on the team shield. She also could put up a teleporter and move before the... Before she got changed, was a garbage character. She was. She was, okay. a, she was a garbage support character. So, g- guess what? When they made a change to her, they just made her a more of a hybrid support, which is all they've been adding to support. Yeah. She's, I she's like say... a defensive support hybrid. Okay. That's literally what my argument has been this no. entire time. Your argument has been you She's, think she should be in the defense class. Because it's confusing to people that pick Symmetra. I don't think it is. Okay. How many Symmetras do you play with in competitive? Um, or how, all right. besides how many... Besides us how many, playing? How many do you see in Overwatch League? Symmetras? I don't know. How many Torbjorns do you see in Overwatch League? How many Maze do you Not see? Not a lot. Okay. Because they're trying to fix them. They've already fixed Symmetra, and it still isn't working. I just, I... I guess There's always going to be characters that they don't pick in high competitive play. I feel like she needs more of a support tweak. Like what? I I don't know. I don't... Again, I think the role of Symmetra is she is very good at locking down a route to a point... He's smirking because because you're literally because you're okay. literally describing defense. Okay, but, but keep going. It's fine. Okay, I, but, but continue talking. But that's not the reason you pick Symmetra. You pick Symmetra because she can give you a fucking teleporter or a shield generator. That is why you pick Symmetra. Okay. Okay. Those are support things. That is the crux of that character. If you're picking her, her ultimate, yes. That's then then you're saying that she's a garbage character that shouldn't be picked because the, only there's a reason only, why she's not because only her ultimate. But is there's a reason. Useful. But you can get her ultimate quickly. Her if, you're ultimate, play, if you're playing her properly. Her ultimate charge is much larger than everyone else's. Uh, and that's I, true. There is no character that I play with that I can get my ultimate quicker with. When we play, and If I pick Symmetra, I can get my ultimate in about 30 seconds. Moira's is very fast. Okay. And Reinhardt's is very fast, too. I think I think be. they slowed it down, but Reinhardt's was very fast. Tracer's is very fast. I think Tracer's is the fastest in the game. I think it is... 
Okay. It's probably up there. Sombra's used, Sombra's used to be one of the fastest. Be, they slowed it down. I, again, can literally get cement result in about 30 seconds. I, yeah. It's, so it's a, it's a, if the it's, character is built around using, that... If you're using her appropriately, then yes, you okay. can do it. So again, she, she's a character that's built on getting... On her ultimate, though. That's a, an issue. Do you agree? I, I'm not saying that the character's perfect. I'm just saying that I agree she's a hybrid support character, but I don't think that she should be in the defense class because I think that would even ruin the character more. Why? Defense heroes are already probably the least amount picked besides maybe Junkrat. Yes. You're going to put Symmetra into that class. She's, so, she's already not being picked. Okay, but you're going to put her into that class. So that means that someone's going to pick Symmetra, and then like, oh shit, we need two healers. We need two support characters. So then you're going to have a we Symmetra. We need two support characters. Okay, you're going to have Symmetra, and then Moira, and then someone else. That's a garbage fucking team. It's it's a garbage team. It's not. There has almost never been a time where we've played competitive and someone's picked Symmetra who wasn't in our party and we said, shit, we have to have two healers on top of that, two supports. No. In every scenario, what happens is I go Mercy and then everyone else fills. You have to, We literally have to look at the team comp and pick around the team comp. If you have enough DPS and you have a tank that can take damage, then you can have Symmetra and two. building team comps on the podcast right now. I'm just saying that... I just think Symmetra needs a rework. That is that is the basis of my argument. I think as she stands, she's more of a defense hero. She needs a rework to be more of a support hero. I think Moira's more of an attack hero. I never get healed by Moira. She's out there doing damage, getting more kills than that's, most people on the team. That's because people aren't playing Moira appropriately. Or I would argue they're playing her aggressively and playing her well. Okay. Okay, so why is she a support character? She should because be... she can heal. So that's what that's what makes them a support character? Being able to heal? She's supporting the team by healing. A soldier can support the team by healing. Is he a healer? No, because his primary thing is not one of healing. his primary moves is healing. And if his cool down is his primary quick. move is not healing. His primary move is gun. One of, and rockets. Okay. Rockets explode. Having this discussion with you it literally makes no sense. So just, no, just keep. I I want to have this argument with you. Go ahead. Why? What is the point? This argument is going out, not going anywhere. All I'm trying to say is that Symmetra is a hybrid character, she but is. I wouldn't I wouldn't make an argument to move her into the defense class. I'm 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 not saying that she should be moved into the defense class. You literally said that. I I think as she stands right now, she's more of a defense hero. I think she needs a rework. Is is the basis of my argument? Okay, I agree that there's probably very few heroes that are perfect. There's yeah, there's no hero that's perfect. As they add more characters, there's going to be problems with every. Character. Yeah. But I... I think Symmetra I will, needs a I will, huge I will, rework, though. I don't think she needs a huge rework. I think Symmetra is good at our level of play. In the competitive scene, there will always be ten characters that will never get picked. Or if they get picked, it will be for a quick reason. And that's just the reality. At high competitive play, they're going to play the optimal characters that can do the best at everything that is offered in the game. So, unless you want to make Symmetra a high-level play, then yes, change her. But I don't think they're looking at who do we get to be more played in the Overwatch League. It's, no, who do we look at that's not being played across the board? Yeah. Symmetra's one of them. Okay, so is Torbjorn. And they're working on him. Okay, and I'm sure they're working on all the heroes. They already worked on Symmetra. This is, this is my point. Is and that they made I her feel- better, though. 
And and she's still not played. Okay. And they they say that Mercy gets played too much and she's too powerful, so they nerf her. Yes. And they nerfed her again because they still thought she was too powerful and still picked no, too they, much. No, they changed her and then they nerfed her. Yeah. They changed her and made her more powerful by accident. I, I mean, I don't think it was by accident. What, they, I don't know what they, they thought were, they were going to do by doing that. They, they were trying to lower the amount of... Per, the they gave her the ability to fucking fly around. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I'm not there sitting with the Overwatch team. <coughs> if I was, then Symmetra would be a high level fucking character. No, if you were, she'd be in the defense class. <laughs> she and would. Team comps would be fucking garbage because people are gonna look at. We need a defense hero. Oh, now we need two supports. Yeah, nobody picks defense characters anyways. We already talked about this. I mean, Junkrat's used on most of the pro level. Pro, pro teams. And he'll start being used. Uh, I guess in pros, he'll still be used because people can hit the. Minds the way they do. I mean, I think it's more just based on the fact that he is one, probably one of the highest DPS characters in the game. He wasn't being used highly when he didn't have two concussion minds. I mean, that that that, that, doesn't that was me. a huge. I don't know. I, we need to end this conversation. Yes, we have picked forty off, 40 40 often <laughs> in the Overwatch League. Picked what? Oh session? yeah, she is picked what? often. Yeah, 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 and she's not picked often in our level of play. And if she is, it's not usually a good pick. No, because Hanzo is picked instead. That's true. Actually, I've I've been getting a lot of Hanzo and Widowmakers together lately. And it's because of the Overwatch League. Yes. Anyways. Yeah, I just... Well, I, it's also because we have a lot of fucking assholes and where we are. I, I need to I think get myself back out of gold and platinum. I agree with you that she's Push a hybrid character. Into, I just like, don't think she should be put into the defense class. I just think she needs a rework. <clears throat> I don't want her in defense. I want her reworked. Hanzo, at your service. Mike, you have no thought. You play Symmetra. Hmm? Oh, you guys were into a real thing. I didn't want to interrupt. Well, we're not in the thing anymore. We're moving on from this conversation. All right. You just gave Mike an excuse to not say anything. Yeah, you Mike, just said we're Mike's, moving off the Mike's conversation. Mike's not saying anything anyway. <coughs> All right. Mike's rubbing his head against the table. Yeah, it's feeling really Mike's nice. Mike's acting like a cat right now. Meow. I don't know if you're like looking at me because you want me to add to the Say conversation that you've anything. already ended, or you if, you... if you want to add to that conversation, you can. Nah, I got nothing to add to that one. You guys covered all the bases. And where do you stand on the matter? Oh, with Dominic, obviously. That he should be in the defense class? <clears throat> no, that as a character, if if she's only support because of her ultimate, which can be wiped away by somebody, then it's not a really good support character. I'm not saying she's a good or bad support character, but I think that the reason people pick Symmetra is solely for her ult. How many times when we're playing Anubis, it's like, we need a Symmetra, we need a teleporter. Because the teleporter is the sole reason we're picking her. Not because she's going to stop people. Not because I mean, she's going to do that. I just, you, I, you or I playing a Symmetra on Anubis is going to shut fucking people down. Because we're good <coughs> with Symmetra. But the reason we're picking her is because of the teleporter. Yes. Yes. Okay. And and to keep people out of that side room because we're good at that. Yes. Yeah. That's not, um, that's not good. At but me. if she didn't have a teleporter, I probably wouldn't pick her. I I want to quickly get into. I I know we're talking about Overwatch for, for far way too long. long. Uh, do 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 us? Do we all agree that Anna is a like an issue? Like she just needs to be reworked again. I, no, I think Anna needs to be reworked. She's a garbage character. Yeah. Yeah. We so I I wanted to bring this up earlier, but we were like in. The, so, we talked about how all of the characters that they brought forward are kind of hybrids, the support characters at yes. least. Yeah. Uh, so I we mean, have Brigitte, who's like tank, and Moira are both tank, he, like tank support. Mm-hmm. Moira, who's like attack, almost and yeah. support, and support. 
Anna is like literally just support, and she's like not even good at that. I feel like she's in a tricky spot. She probably gets more play on PC because of the aiming thing, but she's her, just not a good character. Her damage output is so small. Well, they she, even t- she, they even took it down and she, yeah, she's a. It used to be it used to be in a place where I felt she, like it made sense. She, I feel like Anna is the hybrid support that's way more support leaned than in the other direction. So she is a support. She's a sniper. So theoretically, she's a defense support. Yeah, but I feel like to to, to piggyback off of how you feel like Symmetra leans way heavier on the defense side. She leans too heavy on the support side, and like her support abilities are not strong. So I feel like I feel like Anne is not balanced in a way where her pick means that you have to be a super accurate sniper to be able to heal your team from a distance. The grenade is a good move. It has to be used well, and it, it, there's a lot that needs to change with that, with Anna yes. if they want her to be played more. I feel like she's a very strong counter to Roadhog, and that's essentially the only reason. Strong counter to Roadhog and at least Zenyatta's ult. The, the problem, I think, with Anna is that if you're playing Anna and you're not always scoped, you're not playing Anna right, and if you... Like, I feel like if I ever see an Anna pick on our team and I die and I switch <laughs> to, the, to the Anna cam... Actually, no, it wouldn't show me their scope. It would just show me the third person, right? Yeah, I think so. Regardless, I just I don't think a lot of people play Anna scoped, and I think that's part of the problem. Especially if you... And then close range, look at Widowmaker. She can play scope from a distance, but she can also... Her gun turns <coughs> into an automatic rifle mm-hmm. when it's at close range or not scoped. I don't know. A- Anna needs to be fixed. I mean, mm-hmm. she has good abilities. Sleep Dart's fantastic. Her grenade's great. Her ult is good if you can link it with stuff. But... Like... She's a good. She's a good case of her ultimate is completely useless unless it's using to buff somebody. So her ultimate is solely a support ultimate. Yeah, her her ultimate is only a buff. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm saying like, I don't like know. like buffing and like somebody attacking. Is that what you mean? I guess yeah. Because if you use it on like Lucio. It, it doesn't do doesn't anything. Yeah. Yeah, so he uh, it, it, it's just um, Anna. Anna is if we're gonna rank all the heroes of who needs to be worked first or should be worked. It's it's Torbjorn first. He he's not getting any play. Well, he, because he, he can't wall run. Well, no. Here's the real reason why Torbjorn doesn't. He's right. Torbjorn gets more play on console probably, but on PC, like you can make the argument that. People have more precision on PC, so a Torbjorn doesn't fucking matter. Because, like, it's great for us because it locks onto things. On PC, like, they're that's not an issue to them. They're they're taking that out right away. Yeah. Well, they're also taking the turret out right away. Because yeah. they can accurately hit it right away. Exactly. Um, I feel like Anna is a case of... We were talking about how Mercy, they, they kind of reworked twice... I feel yeah. like Anna was a case of, wow, she's too powerful. We need to rework her. And they reworked her. And then they were like, we did too much. And now we're hands off. At one point with Anna, she was used in high competitive play. because Always. A, a, she was yes. a very good hero. Yes. And they changed her and she's not anymore. And then it, I feel like they just went hands off on her. Like, all together. Yeah. Which um, is baffling to me. I, I mean... The, 
every character in the game is going to always be, maybe not every character, but most characters in the game are going to always be, as long, as long as there's a living, breathing community of, you know, millions and millions of people playing Overwatch on a daily basis on high competitive stage that's, you know, all this money dumped into, there will always be tweaks coming to that game until the audience is gone. So, I mean, it's at the point it's at now, like the biggest, la- the last biggest change for me was the Murphy, the Murphy, <laughs> the good old Murphy change. The, when they changed Mercy to Murphy, Murphy Brown from the show Murphy Brown. When they took Mercy, they changed Murphy, so it was like Brendan's Murphy's law. Everything is fucking fucked up. Yes. Uh, basically, when they b- made the big change to Mercy and how her moves and ultimate changed, to then when they broke her and you know got rid of a bunch of stuff or altered a bunch of things. Like, that was the biggest upset to me, personally, and how I play. So, I'm... Lost my train of thought because of... Murphy Brown. Yeah, basically. I don't know. I I just... I'm curious to see what the next big hero changes that's gonna shake the game up. Because now, if you watch... like Brigitte will throw things into a... And we get that Hanzo change coming up. Into a loop, I think. She's designed to be able to be a support that can handle, like, a flanker by herself is kind of the way it seemed yeah. like uh, Jeff from the Overwatch well, team was. I feel like Moira can do the same thing. Like, Mo- Moira, Moira can do the same is thing. probably one of the most powerful characters in the game right now. Yeah. Maybe. She's up there because her primary... Well, not her primary. Her alt, her alt is the one that does damage. That... Her alt, yeah. Yeah, her alt. That one soft locks, and then you can throw out an orb, and then when things hit Harry, you can immediately teleport away. And then I think the way the cooldowns kind of work out is that you could probably sustain yourself against at least one, maybe even two different characters attacking you. You could theoretically (coughs) bounce a healing orb off a wall... And then teleport backwards so that as you're getting attacked, you're also being healed. healed. And then when you're doing damage, you're also healing yourself. Yep. I hate Moira so much. But anyways, we need to get off of the Overwatch topic for now. Yeah, Um, as I recall correctly, you started talking about Fortnite, and then that went nowhere. Well, because I did did want to hear your input. I mean, Dom and I had the argument for like 30 minutes, so I wanted to see where you you stood on that, just out of curiosity, just to have another opinion on the matter. <coughs> not expecting you to align with me. I, I expected you to align with Dom there. All right, good. Anyway. But anyways, moving forward. So, um, now that we've d- taken the extra step and dove back into Fortnite and at a paid level, where, where, where is this game sitting with you right now, Dom? How is it resonating? Um... They definitely put a lot of work into the game, which I'm happy to see that they care about the game succeeding. Oh, I mean, they absolutely do. They, um, they were able to they were able to take a like legitimate stab at PUBG, and you know, on a free platform, on a free platform, which is huge, which is very huge. Granted, which is why they, I was willing they, to give them ten dollars. Yeah, but it's also their free platform allows them to have that other model where it's like every season you drop ten bucks, you can unlock things. Oh, you can also just drop money in. That's true. Things. It gives, but at the same time, they were able to garner enough fan support, I guess, that that they have been able to make this game that was obviously a free game when it first came out. There were a lot of bugs, a lot of problems, yeah. a lot of lot of glitches. Yeah, and I feel like right now it's running 
much, much more smoothly. Oh like, my god, yeah. Like as smoothly as a game that I probably would have paid fifty or sixty dollars for. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? the the level that Fortnite runs at now is definitely the level. It's it's much more polished than when it first played. But when we first came out, I mean, for a free game, it was great for a free game. Absolutely. Yeah. So the the g- gaining the the player base allowed them to or, be like now we can dump all our. I money guess it was great for a free trial. It was theoretically a free trial because their save the world mode is their actual game. Which I don't think anybody actually plays. No. I would like to see the player stats actually of who actually plays that. You have to purchase it. You yep. can't just play it. That's real money. But I mean, I, it's it's worked its way back into my rotation, so I, I hop in from time to time. But I'm also still playing PUBG. Well, we but, know somebody <clears> that plays it actually. We have a few people. I mean, my friends list is full of people that play it still. Save the world. Oh, save the world. No. I'll tell you. I'll try. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, I, I have a healthy mix now of <clears throat> Overwatch, PUBG. I've dipped back into Fortnite. Did I just say that backwards? Overwatch and Fortnite, Monster Hunter, and I've dipped back into PUBG because I still have a lot of people that play PUBG, obviously. And I have, it's funny because a lot of people that were like kind of making cases for Fortnite before PUBG came out, saying like, oh, you know, I'll still play it, I'll still play it. Almost none of those people play Fortnite on my friends list anymore, and they all only play PUBG. And I was in the camp of like, no, when PUBG comes out, like, I'm never going to touch Fortnite again. And I barely touch PUBG. But it's also a case of PUBG still has a lot of issues on console, and it's. I will warn you now: do not, do not play a match of Fortnite and then go directly and play a match of PUBG because yeah, they're not the same style. It yeah. will not. It's not only that; it's that, like, now that Fortnite is at the point it's at where it runs very smoothly and quick, and it's very fast paced. PUBG is still so slow and clunky, and like it just. That's why it, like you haven't been able to get back to it. it. It has definitely gotten better since when it launched in December, but it still needs a lot of work before it will be a game that like really, d- you know, earns its spot in my regular rotation of gaming. Um, <clears throat> I also hope that they add. Not that it has to be exactly the same, but like in a, like a challenge-based mode. Like challenge... So, so that was the thing I was going to bring up, is they have that part of Fortnite where it's... Which is what you're referring to, which... For I, the think, it, I think it makes the game a little bit more fun. So... Like, you're always searching <laughs> for that win, but now we have the battle pass and challenges, which yeah. allow us to, like... Earn, like earn rewards from playing yeah. the game and and playing in specific ways that the game is like so this is this is the conundrum that stuff like this puts me in is I enjoy it so to, to, to flesh it out so listeners who aren't aware like Don was saying there's a there's a free version which is very light on what you can like what your quote challenges are and then if you buy into the battle pass which is ten dollars a month you can no ten dollars a season well, ten dollars a season I apologize um, you can you get access to a bunch of more unlockables and other challenges on a weekly basis. And the challenges clearly incentivize you to play the game in a way of other than just playing to win. Where it's like, open chests at this spot on the map, kill people at this spot on the map, which I like, I enjoy, you enjoy. It's not, it's not necessarily making you not 
play to win. It's making you play in a manner that, like, you have these challenges to complete on your way to a yeah. victory. You know well, what I mean? I, so, from a, from a gamer perspective, I like it because it gives me more reason to play the game. Yeah. I like it for that. But when I think about the structure of the game, like, this week, it's one of the challenges is open seven chests at the, you know, Whirling Woods or whatever, the Wispy Willows. What, what, what is the name of the place? Whirling Woods. And from what I can tell, there's usually one, maybe two chests. But it looks like there's so... Like, I when I used to land at Whirling Woods, nobody goes to Whirling Woods. Like, it's a very low land rate at people who are starting their match there. Now it's like I'm trying to get seven chests... And I try to go there, even when, when the bus is nowhere near that part of the map, and there's so many people landing there, and it's because of the challenge, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So part of me is like, is this is this game-breaking? Is this changing the game in a way where it's negative for the experience because you have people that are trying to do something that isn't necessarily starting the match off with... I need to land in the right place. I need to get the right weapons. It's, I'm trying to land here and open this chest before someone else does. So is it game-breaking? I think that they may also be doing it in the sense that uh, I don't feel like, like like you said, I don't feel like people were landing at Whaling Woods. Yeah. So now this is giving people an incentive to check this area of the map out. Now, now you're getting people away from... Tilted Towers. From Tilted Towers and Greasy, Greasy Grove and, the, and these places that Luke everybody Luke. was landing before. Yeah. So now you don't have you don't have 50 people landing in Retail Row mm-hmm. and in the match like dragging out because like half your people are in Retail Row and half of your people yeah. are on the other side of the map. And it, it is a good way to incentivize people to maybe land at other parts of the map they don't normally do. I just worry that there could be times, or maybe I'm just wrong, maybe I'm just you know thinking about it too much, that it would negatively affect that week of, you know, the game because people are trying to achieve some I feel like goal. we're only noticing it because it's the beginning of this week. We just had had gotten the challenges, like, literally that day that the true. game had updated. We got the challenges and everybody was dropping there because everybody's trying to do the challenge at once. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. We were at the end of the week last week where where it was, like, kill three people at Fatal Farms and it was, like, a few teams here and there, probably as many teams, maybe a few more than would normally yeah. land there, but, like, it wasn't... It wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. I think as the week goes out, it'll, it'll space itself out. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see then. I'll have to pay more attention as the week goes on to see if Woods thins out a little bit. It may be a thing that you have to think of ahead of time. Like, this challenge is active. Do I land here and try to get the challenge done right now? Or am I going for a win? Maybe I can do yeah. the challenge later in the week. Well, the other thing you can think of, too, because the, it, it then changes almost everyone's mindset, where it's like, all right, I've already completed the Wailing Woods Challenge, which is land here, collect seven chests, because it's, I mean, A, it took a long time, there's only one fucking chest to open. There but, must be more. But now, as a player, let's say I completed that challenge, and maybe it's thinned out a little bit, but now I can think, okay, I'm going to land right outside the woods, land here, get a bunch of things, and then run in there and fucking kill all these idiots who have nothing, because too many people landed there. Or just wait. Wait on the outskirts. So, but, but, and pick but, them off as people come out. But that's the thing, though. It's changing how people are playing the game. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But it is. it will definitely change people's mindsets. Because, again, you'll have people that will be going on the outskirts waiting to pick people off. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a good or bad thing. It just definitely, I think, it was definitely change how people play. It was, it was happening before. There were definitely people landing at the houses outside Retail Road to wait for people to run out of Retail Row. Yeah. 
Because it definitely happened to us before where there were people sniping at us while we were in the houses at Rito Row. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just now, maybe this, maybe it's just an element that if done properly could just add more str- strategery to the, uh, to the game. Because I can't can... tell if you meant to say that when you started or if you like so, stumbled over your words and you're like, I'm going so, to stick this landing here. So when I initially was getting to the part of my sentence where I was going to say strategic, I heard myself about to say it and I just went with it. So it was probably just going to come out of my mouth anyway because I'm a moron. Mm. Um, but I, I don't hate it. I mean, as a gamer, I enjoy it because I, it's I something like that the it, ability to yeah. Yeah, it's something that forces me to play more. Exactly. It's an incentive to play, but I mean, there I feel like there just there could be potential for it to disrupt the game in ways like. I like, spent hours this morning fucking killing zombies in Deadlight because there's an achievement yeah. for for surviving in survival mode as long as the music video for Thriller. <laughs> and the achievement is called Thriller. Wait, the full music video? 13 minutes and 43 seconds. Ooh. So th- that's the other... That's kind of where this argument came from to me. Because I, I can remember in certain games, you know, throughout my lifespan, where, at least on the Xbox side of things, when there'd be a certain achievement that was uh, that was for multiplayer, which Overwatch has these. Um where it's clear that like the achievement it's asking you to perform in multiplayer is not what you should be doing in the game. Granted, the Overwatch ones are kind of based on the skills of each hero, so they they're kind of an incentive to play that hero better. It also allows you to play them in quick play, which is which is huge. huge. Yeah, but there's been other games. I feel like there was one in Halo that was pretty memorable to me. That was like a thing that it wanted you to do in multiplayer. That was like. You could tell when people were trying to achieve that because it was not what people should be doing. Yeah. In single player, if it's like a achievement or an unlockable or a mission that makes you play the game in a different way, that's fine because it's not affecting everyone else. But when you're playing a game online, you gotta they have to be cognizant of how that can over time or over that period of time really affect how people are playing. So I mean I, I guess in a game like Fortnite where the games are not really I mean, they can be competitive, but they're not, like, competitive in nature. I actually know in nature they're kind of competitive. But In nature, they're, like, strictly competitive. Yeah. So, um, <sighs> so I will bring up that what you were just saying, achievements, Xbox achievements, mm-hmm. uh, PS4 trophies, yes. I think is what they're called. Um, in, so, in some Nintendo games have, like, a game, like, the game itself has, has a specific a, yeah. achievement. Um, I was just going to say that while Fortnite has challenge modes where it's, like, collect this amount, like, open this many boxes, yeah. get, get this many kills, as, kills as yeah. with this gun. Like, those are still, like, you can complete those in the course of a regular run of a multiplayer game. Yeah. It's not necessarily forcing you to play a different way. Yeah. Where, also, where their Xbox also, achievements are also, all strictly on their Save the World. So, all of their achievements... Yes. Yeah. They, they're, not, they're not limiting your multiplayer experience by saying, like, you need to have like a thousand sniper kills to get this this Xbox achievement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think that was a smart plan where they their achievements are not in their one versus a hundred yeah. mode. Well, I mean, I think that's also <laughs> I think that's also a business decision where it's like oh, I'm people, sure people I'm who sure want achievements have I'm to buy sure, our game. I'm sure it's mainly that, but like I also think it's it's smart in a sense that it's not altering their multiplayer experience. Yeah, but I also wouldn't hate something that's like, you know, I, again, we, we play a lot of Overwatch, and it's an online-only game, so that's a bad example, actually. But a game, let, let's just, you know, say like Gears of War, and they have, 
I mean, they do have like multiplayer achievements. I think they're adding more. But a lot of them are. What I was reading yesterday. A lot of achievement. Like, there's a good way and a bad way. Like, a good thing is like, oh, you hit a thousand kills, you get an achievement for that. That doesn't change how you play the game because you're just gonna get that over time. And I think, and I think that in a sense, Fortnite could do that at some point and say like, get, get, ten, twenty wins. In in solo mode, get yeah. ten wins. Which in I'm fine with that. I'm, that actually, those achievements would incentivize me to play the game more. It incentivizes people to continue to play exactly, and so. and not alter the multiplayer experience. Those are those are safe achievements that I feel yeah. like would make sense to add to yeah. the game at some point. Yeah, no, my my whole thing was strictly on things that would challenge yes. the user to play the game in a different yes. way that could affect the overall game for everyone like, else. Like, get pistol kills or something. Yeah. Like, like everyone's running around with pistols instead. Exactly, yeah, so... But people... Or get rocket launcher kills. But that would also change the game in a way where it's like, oh, all these idiots are trying to get this challenge, I'm just going to kill them all because they're yeah. using pistols, like morons. Um, but anyways... Well, it changes the multiplayer experience, that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it changes the multiplayer experience yeah. for good or for worse. It, for better or worse, it doesn't matter. It's still changing. It's altering it. Changes. Mike? Mike? Fortnite? Yeah, are you trying to get that John Wick skin? Uh, how long does this season last? He's got uh, I think it's 60 days total. He's got a Cobra Commander skin right now. I got, I got something. Com- Cobra Commando? I get that, I I get that I Rust Lord. I got that Star, Star Lord knockoff skin. I have no idea what it's called. I was <laughs> like, I had, I think it gave me two options. No, but G.I. Joe is Cobra Commando, not Cobra Commander. No, G.I. Joe is Cobra Commander. Commander. Yeah. The the thing with Fortnite and PUBG, the way they fit into my gaming life is that, like, in Overwatch, <laughs> I I care enough about my SR where I care about how I play in competitive and I care about when and who I play that with. Mm-hmm. Where, when it comes to PUBG and Fortnite, I would love to win. Winning is fun. But I don't care about my rank. I don't care about my stats. I don't care about how I stack up to other people. I mean, Me and Michael just hide in a fucking room for an hour <laughs> and wait for a team to build around the house that we're hiding. Yeah, pro, pro bush, pro, pro bush rats right there. That, in our defense, we probably you could have won that match. So I thought I thought about this uh, while I was at work last night. I was like, me and Mike probably could have burrowed through the floor and got out yeah. and gotten out on the bottom yeah. and like. We, we probably would have had to wait for them to hear all of them in the building above us. Yeah. But we probably could have got out. Yeah. Level. We could have. We we definitely could have done anything besides, like, trying to destroy the building from the, from the ground. Oh, no, that was, the, that was a different match. That was a different match? Yeah. Which oh, match yeah, are you, you talking did, about? The one, the one where in that they house literally came from they came every Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we, I think we knocked one of them down. And the other three, like, ran into the room behind them. From, like, different <laughs> points of egress, and it yeah. was insane. They came from four different directions. It was, that was, it was insane. It was a lot more tactical than what they had to do. Literally, they could have... One of them could have came in and at least got rid of me, because I had no health just and no weapons. Just bang, bang you yeah, I, would, I don't know why they didn't just shoot you from the window, because they had a good vantage point from the window to get you guys. Um, but moving off all this... No, we, we into, moved. He got hit from the window. I got hit from the window, so oh, I moved right. away. Um, but so instead they came through the ceiling and the walls and the door. <laughs> and the door. <laughs> Moving on from this, and then we'll wrap things up because we're we're over that hour mark. The last thing I want to bring up, since it is today, is the Switch's birthday, Mike. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how how has your year been with the system? Are you I've, happy for buying it day one? Um, at this point, I don't feel. 
I don't play it enough for me to have really needed it day one, other than okay. like playing. Well, those then first I guess few games. the better question is then how how has your year one with the Switch been? It's been all right. I I wish I did play it more, because I I missed out on far too many Splatfest. Yeah. My Splatoon skills are rusty. What's uh, your most played game? Splatoon two probably right. Probably. Uh, I know from last week, last episode of the podcast, you were at you know Bowser's Kingdom, and you've now since progressed past that point. Not too too far. Not too far. I just went you to have the next go, kingdom. you're in the Moon Kingdom now, which is a fun time. Uh, the jumping mechanics on there is, are awesome. The Moon yeah. Kingdom, I love it. It works like the thing that makes Moonrise it, Kingdom. Yeah, Moonrise Kingdom, uh, Kingdom, winner of a uh, Best Picture last year. Yeah, I also got a Razzie somehow. Um, oh, that's weird. It uh, it didn't. I'm just saying words. Mm-hmm. Um, the the things that make Mario games so great are the jumping mechanics. Like moving Mario always feels perfect in every game. Like it, that's what makes Mario games so great to me is that it always feels right. And I feel like there are other good platforming games out there, but I don't think any of them ever get jumping down like Mario does. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the Moon Kingdom. The jumping still feels that good, even though the gravity's low. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't. At least to me, it felt it was so enjoyable, like doing a triple jump and just diving, soaring across. There were so many times where I would try to jump from like that big chasm. I think there's a way to make it, but yeah, there was there was some uh, power moon I was trying to get, and I was like, how do I jump to get this stupid moon? Yeah, I forget how I finally pulled it off. Oh, probably like what? So if you start right here. I'm making a lot of hand gestures that mm. nobody listening can see. It's the one that's floating like the right to the right. The one that's directly behind uh, the Odyssey. Oh, okay. I don't remember actually, but it's like directly behind the Odyssey, and like it's floating up in the air. And I kept like trying to jump onto the Odyssey's balloon to like then jump. to go, yeah. And then I was like trying to do like running jumps, or like I was trying to do like a triple jump. Mm. Oh man, Mike! I now that you're bringing this up though, you, it's making me think about the actual final fight with Bowser and how to get there and like through the Moon Kingdom. Mm-hmm. The end of the game is like, like for a Mario game, the story, if you want to really, you know, talk about the story, for the story in the game, it's enjoyable. And the way it wraps up is very nice. It, it's, I, I enjoyed it. It was a very well done game. Like, I, I was very happy with how the, the main story, if you want to call it that, the, how it wraps up. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a good game. And then afterwards, it's just a blast. And when you get to the kingdom after that, it's just so much fun. Um, but how else is your year your with the Switch been? I um, just wish you played it more. Wish I played it more. I feel like I own a lot of games I don't actually play. Yeah. I mean, that's the case for every system. Yeah. But it, I feel like it's really apparent for the Switch because really? I, I, I also just don't turn on my Switch as often as I should. I feel like the Switch is the, the rare case so far with any of my consoles in history where, like, my backlog is the smallest because I play... This is what the Switch is for me. I play it almost, like, exclusively in handheld mode. And it's not to say I don't like playing it docked, because I know some people just don't like to play it docked, but I still do. Like, there are certain games that I'll sit down and pop, you know, pop it in and take out my Pro Controller and, you know, play, and it's a blast. But I play the Switch probably the most... Ever. I almost play it every night in bed. And the fact that I can sit down and like or lay down and do that is, like... I would I'm losing a lot of sleep because of it, but at the same time, like I'm playing Stardew Valley almost every night. Right now, I'm playing Membrane, uh, you know, which is a fantastic you know indie puzzle game. 
You know, I've spent countless hours in Battleship Brigade in my bed, like Super Meat Boy, and obviously big titles like Mario Odyssey, Zelda, you know, Mario Rabbids. I mean, I've even played Splatoon online from my bed. Like, the fact that I can lay down and, like, take this anywhere and the, it, the, the gaming doesn't have to stop. My year one with the Switch has been, like, stupendous. I, I think it's, like, such a feat and it's just such a... It, it, I don't know, and I've never been a sole console owner, so I still don't know if this is, like, the one Nintendo console where if it's your only console, it still feels like a justifiable solo console because I've never been that gamer I've always you know had Nintendo plus either Xbox or PlayStation Mm -hmm. um so I don't know if it still is lacking in regards I mean it obviously doesn't have a lot of other titles that the other two have but that is being changed over time and you know we got Wolfenstein 2 coming this year Doom came last year Skyrim's on the Switch like all these games that you would never associate with Nintendo or expect to see them there you're seeing more of that and I think it will continue to snowball in that in that way um, but it, it, it's just it's such a great it's such a great system it's so great I'm so happy I mean there's obviously some hangups I mean the, the, the online is is still the online infrastructure is still bad like playing a game like Mario Kart Splatoon online is fine but the methods to like play with your friends or stuff like that can be kind of taxing and still ridiculous i mean the lack of the virtual console is still something that's like why at this point yeah but i mean the eShop is still fine i mean I, there's still plenty of great games on there every week that get added the indie support is like the indie thing is probably the, the best part of this for me right now is that i mean obviously you have great games like zelda and mario you know mario kart 8 splatoon 2 mario rabbits i mean if you want to call those good games this fucking guy over here but there's so many great indie games that I either never got the chance to play or didn't play or just for time reasons never played them but like you know Stardew Valley was always on my radar and I was like I'll get it at some point I'll get it at some point but then once it got announced for Switch I was like I'm buying it for Switch like without a question and it's probably like one of my favorite games of the past year and it's not a game that came out last year but it's just so great and I never got to play it and the ability to play it almost anywhere is is phenomenal. But I'm very happy. I'm, I'm excited, a little apprehensive, nervous for how year two will be, only because I'm hoping that more AAA publishers and developers stop being scared to come to the Switch and figure out how to get their games on the Switch. Um, and not even necessarily for me, because, you know, I'm probably going to buy certain games on my xbox just to play with everyone else but you know switch owners deserve that they deserve that at this point i think yeah um what are your thoughts for for year two is there anything you're hoping to get your hands on for this year that will be playable for you you go lately whoa well i meant like uh, uh, is there anything that's not announced that you hope comes out this year that you can Enjoy. Mm. Trying to get the F Zero. Trying to get the Captain Falcon RPG. I mean, I would like to play F Zero. I, I mean, honestly. Trying to get that Diablo. <laughs> Bethesda's fucking teasing it. They already came oh, and said that, that there wasn't a tease. The last I heard, the last I read it, they said it was literally like th- that they were not supporting that it was being announced yet. What? 
What? So, so literally every website jumped on a tweet that Bethesda put out. Yeah, they, because, because they do it a lot. Yeah, but but every website jumped on it and was like, no, 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 they're, they're using this for the Switch. And Bethesda came out and said, uh, we're not that clever, no. That was their response. We're not that clever, no. They said nothing is announced as of yet. That was the end of that that. But response. they also said we're not that clever. Yeah. They've they've also they've also been fucking with people for years. So, I mean, no, the, last year or whatever, when uh, or no, it was prior to the switch. It was when the switch was still called the NX. Nintendo put out that picture of Mario peeking behind a curtain, saying January whatever eleventh. Find out what the NX is all about, and then oh, it's Blizzard, not Bethesda. Fuck, Blizzard tweeted out. Oh no, it was Blizzard, uh, anyways. Yeah, oh, yeah, what are we talking about? Diablo's Blizzard. What are yeah. we talking about? <laughs> yeah. um, B-words. Uh, yes. Blizzard tweeted out uh, uh, somebody from uh, Hearthstone. Or they, they tweeted out a character. I forget who it was. They tweeted some, somebody else doing the same thing. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Hearthstone's coming to Switch. This is coming to Switch, blah, blah, blah. No, it was just them being tongue-in-cheek silly. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot of things coming coming down the pipe. Uh, E3 is, you know, a little ways away, but it's closer than you think. And PAX is, oh, a, month, is, a, is a month away at this point. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Um, because it's part of this thing where they're like, yes, yeah, they've done this in the past. Yeah, like, but that was also a tease of nothing. It yeah. was just them being like, hey. Uh, it was more of like a support thing for Nintendo than it was like a blah, blah, blah. But anyways, for those of you who are familiar with us, we've gone through some branding changes and some things to make your life in our life, easier. With the new logo launching, the website name has changed to PassTheController.io. So, you know, no longer are the days of different social media handles and different websites and all this stuff. We've made it very easy for everyone to navigate our brand. PassTheController.io is where you can go to get all of our content. On Twitter and Instagram, we're now just PassController. Simple, easy. Twitch, also, just PassTheController. Uh, no, the PassController. <coughs> So if you need to find us on Twitch, Instagram, or Twitter, it's just at Pass Controller. Simple. Concise. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Yeah, it's so easy a caveman can do it. I feel like that's been used somewhere. Probably, probably. probably. But make sure to check us out at PassTheController.io. It's our new domain. Come hang with us. And uh, this episode of the podcast, Mike, is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. Oh. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, shame on you. And check them out at social media at Goodnight Fatty to educate yourself on these scrum diddly treats. And uh, let them know that Pass the Controller sent you. And like I said, as always, you can find us at PassTheController.io and at Pass Controller across social media. And thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, episode 75.